Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? It's AWOD here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Here on 910 The Fan, Richmond's home for the Washington Commanders, who are in the midst of the most important offseason for the franchise in the past 20 years. You finally got new ownership. Dan Snyder is gone for good. Uh, you've got the number one GM out there who is hired in Adam Peters. And uh, Dan Quinn comes over to take over the defensive side of the ball. But part of why this is the most important offseason in the past 20 years is they can't make the same mistake they made four years ago when they had the number two overall draft. Uh, an overall pick in the draft, and they went pass rusher, Chase Young, over to Tagovailoa and Justin Herbert. I mean, Stubb, don't you think this team would be in a better place right now with Tua or Justin Herbert instead of Chase Young and the draft picks they received for sending him to the 49ers? I mean, that's pretty hard to debate against. Like, yeah, obviously. Right, and it's just that's why it's so important here is that you don't want to be in this position again. But you no. ha- when you're in this position, you have to use this power to build your franchise and try to swing for the fences to find a franchise quarterback. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. It is time for the Richmond Commander. It's time for the Richmond Commander. Are you ready for some- The phones are open. It's your chance to be the quarterback of this segment. There's something I like to say. Every day at 1 p.m. on AWOD Radio, the Richmond Commander. All right, I honestly think we could have just copy and pasted this segment from last season because the NFLPA report cards are out, and last year the Commanders finished dead last. Well, this year the Commanders graded poorly after, quote, multiple sewage leaks in the locker room. Yes, the Commanders were dead last for the second straight year in the NFL Players Association report card. There have been report cards that have come out, and here is the quote from the NFL PA. They write, The survey data reveals a long list of items with the workplace that continue to be problems, and players express that they have grown tired of the deficiencies to start The locker room is small and in desperate need of renovation with players reporting multiple sewage leaks. The commanders need to get the hell out of Ashburn. Sewage leaks are not a new problem. Last year, no, 2021, a sewage pipe burst and got all over fans watching the game. That's one of the reasons why I've been boycotting FedEx Field. It's dangerous, it's disgusting, and also, the beer is $18 a beer. Who wants to spend that much? It costs the most to buy a beer more than any team in the NFL. I thought Josh Harris was going to make changes. Signed up yesterday to make $75 million for the changes. Not for the common folks, though. For the suites. For the people that are paying top dollars. And I have a problem with that. Because I thought Josh Harris was supposed to be one of us. Right, A guy that's a diehard fan of this team that grew up going to games with his dad. Now, maybe he grew up going to games with his dad and staying in the suites. Right? I mean, with the amount of money that he has. But it just it's frustrating to hear that. The NFLPA would go on to write, The training room is significantly understaffed. Only 52% of players say they receive adequate amounts of one-on-one treatment time uh, for injury, recovery, and prevention. The one bright spot was the team's strength coaches. They ranked fifth 
on the NFLPA report card. Are you shocked by this at all? Uh, I mean, it, this sounds pretty typical. I'm sure that the owner rating is higher than it's been in quite a while. I think they got a B for uh, Josh Harris. I, I doubt Dan Snyder ever got a B no, from the team. <laughs> but I find this interesting. Sports Illustrated writes, whether it's the ghost of former owner Dan Snyder still lingering, the issues surrounding the team facilities remain. And if Josh Harris is ever going to turn the franchise around, getting those issues resolved is a must. So here's the official NFL PA report card for the Washington Commanders. Yes, the best grade was strength coaches, fifth in the NFL at A. So that's at least good. Like, they we like the people that are helping them get bigger and get stronger. Mm-hmm. So that is very good. Ownership, they gave Josh Harris a B, 18th percent, uh, 18th in the NFL. And that's a lot better than last year where they yep. were last. Um, and I think he can improve by helping the players more. And, and really... I think it's all about relationships too, right? Like yeah. understanding, hey, this player has, uh, you know, uh, young kids. We need a daycare. Remember, that was the thing is that a lot of uh, stadiums have daycare for players' kids. Commanders did not last year. Uh, nutritionist and dietitian, B minus. I will say they eat really good in Ashburn. Even mm-hmm. back when it was Dan Snyder, they ate well. I was working as a videographer for the Skins, and you, if you went to the cafeteria you were going to be fed well. I think that that might be the most important part. Really? I think that that's the key to a happy group. You know what's funny? Good food. I don't like lasagna, but I loved their lasagna. The commander's (laughs) lasagna was really cheesy and really good. Uh, Head coach, 31st. Ron Rivera did not do good. Got a C for that. Yeah, I mean... I Do you think know he, who got 32nd on that one? No, I don't. Do you? No. I'm, Maybe we can uh, yeah. find out. Uh, probably a coach that got fired. <laughs> that would yeah. be my guess. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Ron Rivera getting a C, 31st, is not surprising to me because we talked about this throughout the season. I think after the Bears lost, lost he lost the locker room. He lost the locker room when they regressed from winning that game on Thursday night a year before to losing it in a blowout this season on Thursday night. Weight room, ranked 25th. They gave it a C. Food and cafeteria, they gave it a D plus. So maybe they don't love the food as much as I did. But here's where they got Fs. 31st or 40, 32nd in team travel. It's hard to win on the road if your players aren't happy with how you're traveling. Yeah, that's kicking things off with a... That's not yeah. good. Training staff in F, 31st. So... Uh, Look, we've heard complaints about the training staff before, highlighted by Trent Williams. Training room, F-. minus. I didn't even know. I'm going to be honest with you. I graduated college. We went back to school yesterday. I'd never heard of an F-, minus, right? Yeah. (laughs) What even is that? uh, Yeah, I know. That's worse than flunking. Uh, So I looked into it. Raiders got the worst head coach. Josh Josh McDaniels. McDaniels. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Antonio Pierce, that's why they were so fired up for him to get the job. Because they realized they had the (laughs) devil before him. Uh, Locker room, F-minus as well. And treatment of families, F-minus. And that is really disappointing because I feel like Josh Harris should have been able to make that improvement in one year. Now, he absolutely needs to make that improvement this year. It really, it seems like with like the Ron Rivera thing and all that, Josh just took a year to watch just look at everything yeah. before making any changes at all. And that's why I told you guys I had an issue with that. I would have fired Ron Rivera with five games left and hired Chris Cooley or Ryan Kerrigan and just gave the fan base something to get excited for. He stuck with Riverboat Ron, Paddleboat Ron, 
loser Ron Rivera, and that's what that loser did, is he continued to lose games, and that loser got us the number two overall pick. So maybe the tank was good. I, I had an issue with it. Yeah, I, hey, maybe next year Josh will make the changes. Maybe we can break the 20s. Yeah, I mean, just think about this. If you're a player in the NFL for a team and your treatment of your family is an F-, minus, then all of a sudden your contract's up and you're going to be a free agent. You're not going to want to stay in Washington. No. They got 32nd. There's 31 other franchises that treat families better. You gave him an F minus. That's not a good way to attract free agents. I know for a fact the players read into this stuff. They yeah. fill out this survey and then they read into what other teams and they use that to make a decision on where they would like to go in free agency. And it's not good for the second year in a row for Washington to be ranked dead last. Now, I will say it's not the end all be all because ranked 31st was the Kansas City yeah, Chiefs. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. What a. Crazy twist. <laughs> well, I mean, we've heard their owner is kind of crazy, right? Yeah. So I kind of understand that. And, and um, you know, I think Michael told the story, right, how they promised them a brand-new locker room. Yeah. And then, and then they, they won the Super Bowl, and then they said we didn't have time to do it. So they, that makes sense for why they gave them an F for their locker room. But also, you know, not to be mean to the middle of the country, but we're talking about Kansas City here. I don't expect them to have the greatest facilities on the planet. Yeah, th right? that's why like Miami won. Right, they're Miami. Right, yeah, it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be high class. Yeah, so uh, it's not the end all be all because the Chiefs finished thirty first for the second year in a row and won the Super Bowl for the second year in a row. But the thing is, they don't really have to attract free agents with their facilities. They can do it with Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Someone the said, Commanders, uh, we don't have many good players. Taylor should make some donations. Taylor and maybe Swift? buy out the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> From the Hunt family, even though they're worth billions of dollars. Yeah, I mean, she owns enough private jets. She probably could. She could probably afford the Chiefs. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> if she wants to. But, you know, you never know. Her and Travis Kelsey could break up tomorrow. We just never know. <laughs> Do you think – well, here's a, a trivia question. Will they be engaged by the start of next season? Her last relationship, I believe, was three years. Uh-huh. And there was no engagement. But he wasn't the guy. I And I know that, but it – I doubt it. Really? I doubt it. Now you are our resident Swifty, so I do trust you. I try. I have my here. contacts. Yep. They they leaned no. Uh huh. I reached out. They they I we're not expecting an engagement anytime soon. Okay. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. Yeah. I'll, I'll if if I have updates, I will send them. <laughs> not that I really care at all. Um, RFK Stadium bill advances to Senate after lopsided House vote. Uh, the bill will allow Washington, D.C. to potentially repurpose the old site of RFK for various purposes, including a new home for the Washington Commanders. That's what I'm hoping for, especially with the latest with Ted Leonsis. He wants to take two of my teams out of the Capitol. I want to put one of my teams back into the Capitol with the Washington Commanders. I would be much more okay with the Wiz and Caps leaving if I knew D.C. could lock up the commanders. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.9. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are always open. 833-804-0910. Justin Fensterman will join us for the fast break with AWOD talking all things NBA at 1.30. Zach Joaquin to break down VCU's victory 
by 21 points over the Rhode Island Rams at 2 p.m. And, of course, we close the show every day with game day, spotlighting the biggest sporting event of the night. Uh, But right now, it's time to go around the NFL here on NFL Hits. Every regular season matchup, every head coach on the hot seat, the hit stories in the NFL, NFL Hits on AWOD Radio. All right, Stubb, I want to do a little inside radio bit here, all right? So I arrived early after my back-to-school show at the Siegel Center for Rams vs. Rams, VCU hosting Rhode Island. I'm getting ready for my pregame show, going through notes, when this breaking story popped across my timeline. Per source, the Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields is going to be traded to... The Atlanta Falcons, ahead of the 2024 NFL Draft. Sources confirm that the deal is done and that Fields is, quote, excited for an opportunity to be part of a talented office offense for the first time. Now, we talked about this earlier this week because I told you that there was a video from, I believe, Justin Fields' agent of him celebrating in his kitchen, right, right jumping up yeah. and down. Maybe he was celebrating... Going to play for the Atlanta Falcons. What do you think of that? And I, I, I remember when the whole thing of him unfollowing uh, the yeah. Bears on Instagram, he had also followed a couple of Falcons people. Oh, really? I think that that was what broke from that, too. So uh, this seems like it has some legs to it. So the 24-year-old quarterback, Ohio State grad uh, Justin Fields, is from Kennesaw, Georgia. Oh. That's part of why he would be excited, yeah. in my mind, to go play for the Atlanta Falcons. As if you just Google Justin Fields, you have rumors say that Justin Jefferson could join him in Atlanta if they want to, to trade for a superstar receiver. Obviously, there have been a ton of rumors that the Vikings will be moving on from the Receiver Justin Jefferson, who wants too much money. Uh, Then CBS Sports, Justin Fields' manager, posts videos hinting where Bears quarterback could land. Falcons are heavy favorites to land Justin Fields. Odds makers now favorite Justin Fields to land with the Atlanta Falcons. It feels like the quarterback will be on the move because I just don't know how the Bears can have the number one overall pick and say, we're going to run it back. We're not going to take Caleb Williams. We're going to run it back. All signs are pointing to them moving on from Justin Fields to draft Caleb Williams and run with him. I think he's going to do great things in Atlanta, though. I really? really like Fields. I just think he's a good quarterback. I do I do like the idea of a running quarterback teamed up with Bijan Robinson because he is so talented, and I don't think we saw the full potential of Bijan at all or anywhere close to that this season. Because Arthur Smith, he just didn't know what he was doing with him. Yeah. They kept, you know, who's the backup? Like Tyler Algier. They kept throw, uh, running it to Algier. And I'm like, what are you, why did you drop this guy in the first round if you're not going to give him the ball? I guess maybe they're thinking, oh, we, we don't want to expose him too early in the season. It made no sense. Uh, I don't think Justin Fields and the Atlanta Falcons are a playoff team next year, but I think he'll be better than Desmond Ritter. And that's an upgrade. It's just upgrade over the replacement. That's if what the, I view it If as. the NFC South goes like it did, this past year, they could certainly be a playoff team if they only need like nine wins to clinch a first seed in the division. Yeah, no, that's that's certainly a, a good point there. Uh, another story I wanted to get to was Amazon buying an NFL playoff game. Now, what was the NFL game on this season? That was the Peacock, was the Peacock. game, right? 
The large Peacock yeah, you, subscription. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The largest subscription that they offer. Well, you didn't need you. You could have any size. Yeah, you're peacock right. And, size and you didn't matter say, when yes. it came to the NFL watching playoff the game. playoff game. Yeah. All right, so here's Amazon. The story about Amazon buying an NFL playoff game. Time going all in on live sports. According to a new report today from Front Office Sports, Prime Video is paying an estimated 120 million dollars for exclusive rights to one of next season's NFL playoff games. But in new reporting from our own Alex Sherman, the amount actually paid may be significantly more. Alex, no knock on front office sports to do a great job. Your sources tell you that number is going to be higher. You ready for this, Brian? I, I'm, well, I'm sitting here. That's right, and I'm, sh- I'm sure our audience is too. I'm told the number is actually closer to 150 million rather than 120 million from wow. a source familiar with the matter. Amazon and the league um, both no commenting. Why do we care? Uh, because well, we look- care because our company. Has streaming and also had a playoff game streamed as well. Yes, well, you hit it, Brian. That's you, you led right into it because to the league, it's like, yeah, thirty million dollars. Who cares? But the point of why this is important is that Peacock paid one hundred and ten million dollars for the last wild card game. So if Amazon's paying closer to one hundred and fifty million for this one, oh. now we're talking about a thirty plus percent increase, not a nine or ten percent increase. So. This is what the league uses. These thirty percent off what we paid last year. Yeah, and we well by last year. year you mean three weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah, right, like exactly. a couple weeks ago. This like when we season. say last year, yeah. I mean, I, it was that this season. Correct. This past season. And, and, so and, and, Thursday night football has been on Amazon Prime for the past season in the NFL. Well, I love this quote from Variety. Amazon is getting its hand on an extra bit of pigskin for <laughs> next season. Amazon Prime will pay to have the exclusive rights to one NFL playoff game for this upcoming season, 24-25. Of course, last year it was the Peacock game. It was an average audience of 23 million viewers. So do that math for a second there, right? So they paid, what, $120 million for it last year to have 23 million viewers? That's like, what? That's uh, like five bucks a person. Right, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of wild. Um, and now it's going to go up, and it's going to keep going up, right? Um, I hate it because I like NFL games on cable. You know, I just I think sports should be on cable because of the frames per second is so important to me. Yeah, and you're for, a techie like that. Like, Have yeah. you noticed when you watch sporting events on streaming services that they're not as good quality in terms of frame per second? They're like 4K still or, or 1080p, but they lose frames. Yeah, it, it it is tough with that. I mean, I watch more on streaming than cable because mm. I don't really have cable. I have to like go back to my parents to watch games on there. But like, yeah, like I I I don't know why we can't have both. I, I think that there should be a choice because a lot of people like me only have streaming services, and a lot of people like older people only have cable. Yeah, and that you got to like go off one or the other. And there's a whole thing with bars that need to have Prime and Peacock to play would, all their games. I would love cable to make a return. And I think the only way that cable makes cable makes a return is if they start making deals with Amazon and Peacock. It's got to be like to an integrated acquire thing. a free subscription for a year when you sign up or something or like, like that. If you can do something like YouTube TV could have their cable and a streaming library that's like a bit smaller maybe. Yeah. Or like if some like a movie aired that day, you can watch the movie that entire day. Something like that. I think could do really good. I my my friend got YouTube TV and I've been loving it. Yeah, I, I like it's really YouTube fun to just, TV. I just yeah. don't think it's as good as cable for sports. Uh, Jay Marine, the VP of Prime Video and global head of sports, said in a statement 
We're still very much at the beginning, but Thursday Night Football's record growth in our second season is beyond encouraging as we work to serve fans and advertisers. We are building on Thursday Night Football on Prime, building it into an incredible, valuable franchise, and our production and tech teams deserve a great deal of credit for the quality and innovation we have delivered to fans, and we are just getting started. Amazon and Jeff Bezos is trying to take over the NFL. There's a reason <laughs> he didn't buy a franchise yet, because he might buy the whole He's damn league. He's just buying the... <laughs> <All right>. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, you know, in five years, you're going to be like, oh, you want to watch uh, a road commander's game? You got to have Amazon plus prime plus plus, you know? You got to uh, have it. One game will be on Apple TV. One game will be on Peacock. One on Netflix. One on Hulu. <laughs> yeah. Better pay all of them. Yeah. What happened to good old Fox Sports? You know, <laughs> It's gone with the way of the dodo bird. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. There are more details starting to emerge about Wendy's starting surge pricing. We will discuss what we know about the surge pricing at Wendy's coming up later today on Dude Food. Uh, But right now it's time to talk all things NBA. We head out on the fast break with AWOD. Let's go. Let's play some basketball here. We're going on a fast break with A1. From buzzer-beating shots to the best highlight plays from around the league, every clutch moment. The all-stars of the league. We're out in transition. It's a breakaway. It's gone at the buzzer. It's the fast break and A1 talking all things NBA. All right, I'm LeBron James. It's time to bring in our buddy Anthony Davis, Justin Fensterman from SiriusXM. What's going on, Fensty? Hey, Wad, good to be with you and good to be your tag team partner like, of course, AD and LeBron James. Yeah, let's start right there. Uh, I was out at uh, a bar, Don't Look Back, with a buddy late night getting some tacos after the VCU win. Watched the entire fourth quarter as the Lakers erase a 21-point deficit. LeBron scores 19 in the fourth as they stun the Clippers 116-112. to 112. Yeah, it was very shocking there, and now the Lakers have won seven of their last ten. You can't sleep on the Lakers or the Golden State Warriors, for that matter, because if there's anything that they have over some of these more experienced teams and collective units, it's that experience, and both those teams have that. That's why the West could easily be shaken up between now and the end of the season. So I don't want to say don't sleep on the Lakers. I don't think that they can beat a team like the Nuggets in a seven-game series. I question it with the Thunder, even with the Clippers, who they just beat. But still, them getting to at least the second round, certainly not out of the question. Yeah, but we are starting to see you know, the top three teams in the West uh, put some distance between them and the four and the five seed, the Clippers and the Suns. The Nuggets have won four straight. The Thunder have won six straight. And the T-Wolves have won three. It's starting to look more likely the T-Wolves could end up at the top of the Western Conference at the end of the season. How crazy is it, though, that the T-Wolves, Thunder, and Nuggets are all still in the same division? Yeah, it just shows the competitiveness of that division. And with that, the one thing, Awad, I'm trying to buy into the Timberwolves a little bit more, but I've seen a little bit of cracks in their defense that I'm sure that they're going to be looking to address 
over the next few months. Little things when you watch them night after night. I just don't know if they can make it out of the Western Conference. I really don't have that full confidence in them. I love Anthony Edwards. I love what their front court brings. Rudy Gobert is arguably the best defensive center in the league. They know how to slow down opposing fast-paced teams, which would be crucial in a series against the Thunder. Awan, I, for some reason, just don't see it. I don't know why. It's a gut feel right now, but I'm trying to buy into this Timberwolves team a little more. What about you? Yeah, I, I'm just I'm, I'm not all the way bought in on Carl Anthony Towns' Uh, in the postseason. He just kind of seems like a regular season guy and a clown in the postseason. I'm not sure, uh, you know, that if they got into a series with the Lakers that I would pick the T-Wolves to win. The Thunder, if the playoffs started today, would line up with the Dallas Mavericks in a 2-7 matchup, and I would end up picking the Mavs and Luka Doncic, who got another triple-double on his birthday last night. Wow, he certainly did. I don't know if I'm lockstep with you on that. I'll tell you this much, though. From a pace standpoint, it'd be moving at lightning speed, which would be huge because Dallas can turn up that volume on the Thunder. If they're hitting their shots, they'll be able to stick with them. I just think overall the Thunder have more depth. The Thunder are built a little bit more like a puzzle. Each piece does their own thing and are multidimensional enough where they can help out in other areas, too, to make sure the Thunder have all areas covered. Because when you're a fast-paced team like the Thunder is, you got to be able to play defense. You're sacrificing a lot of that defense and constantly being on the run. The Thunder do a great job getting back, and that just shows their youth and fresh legs that they have on that team. So I disagree with you. However, Awan, I can see that series going six or seven. That seems like at least a series that could go the distance because we can't sleep on the Dallas backcourt. It's too deadly offensively. After the Super Bowl is finished, all eyes start to turn to college hoops and the NBA, especially here in Richmond, Virginia. Top 10 in NBA viewing over the last three years. And uh, it's not like they're watching Wizards games. That team is 9-49. and <laughs> But here in RVA, we do love the NBA. And I was just talking to my buddy last night. He believes the Celtics on a nine-game win streak are going to represent the Eastern Conference. And, and look, they've had a tremendous season. But, I, you know, I would argue I still think it's the Bucks this season because they were damn good last year, and then they upgraded with Damian Lillard. They brought in Doc Rivers, who I don't love as a coach, but I would pick the Bucks over the Celtics. What do you think? I completely disagree, and that's because the Bucks have major defensive issues. They have issues with health when it comes to guys like Chris Middleton. While bringing in Damian Lillard was solid for their offense, A-Watt, Damian Lillard is atrocious defensively. Now, you look at some of the stats lately. He's been rebounding more. I'm wondering if maybe Patrick Beverly or Doc Rivers got in his ear and said, hey, man, you got to also crash the boards as well, so we're not giving up extra possessions. I just think ultimately – full strength you put Milwaukee up against Boston I think Boston has more depth and outside yeah they maybe don't have the most size they still have very big time skill on both ends of the floor Porzingis is still a tough matchup if anything I'm wondering if maybe Cleveland is that team because Cleveland very very strong defensively this makes me all convinced that it's Boston's conference mm. to lose but I don't see Milwaukee being too much of a threat to them. Oh, Fenstie, I hate to disagree with you, but if you're talking about health, 
and you're assuming that Kristaps Porzingis is going to stay <laughs> healthy, I think you're crazy. Look, here's what I think is going to happen with Kristaps Porzingis. They'll make the playoffs as the one seed. That's obvious. He will be great in the first round matchup. The second round, he's going to give you two hard games, and then his ankle's going to pop, or his back's going to hurt, and he's going to be hobbled for the rest of the series. I just don't see how Kristaps Porzingis stays healthy throughout the postseason. He's never done that before. Well, let me ask you this, Awan. If they did lose Kristaps Porzingis, are they totally screwed, essentially? Because I don't think they are. I think, okay, you plug in a big man, whether it's Al Horford or whether it's Xavier Tillman, who they acquired at the deadline for more depth on that front. Jason Tatum can just do so much on both sides of the ball. So that's how well-built the Celtics are, in my opinion, that if they lose Kristaps Porzingis, yeah, it's a loss, but it's not a huge loss. You just take some of that offense and you feature Derek White and Jalen Brown a little bit more and you've got good shooters off the bench too so I don't think losing Kristaps Porzingis really downgrades the team that's how deep they are yeah I, I certainly think they're a deep team but if Al Horford's trying to defend Giannis give me bucks uh, with the advantage in that one how about the surging Miami Heat now won five straight they had that crazy uh, brawl the other night uh, but Jimmy Butler's been playing well what do you think of the Heat they're gelling nicely since they've gotten Terry Rozier. It upgrades them on both sides of the ball, particularly on the offensive end. I mean, we've seen games where Duncan Robinson can't hit anything, and that's where Terry Rozier definitely fills up a little bit more when the Heat aren't getting enough offense. They are very sound defensively. Anyone on that team plays defense, and that's what's been good about them. So they've done it before. They've moved up in the standings they've broken the playoff bracket before and now this team which is very disciplined defensively adding the offense that they did even getting DeLon right away what I know you know something little something about I think is a decent acquisition as well getting that extra offense and if I'm any of these teams right now I don't want to play the Miami Heat at full strength. No, no. I, I just think the Heat could kind of sneak into you know Eastern Comets uh, semifinals uh, pretty easily. They seem to always do that come June. You can bet on this now. NBA MVP odd on FanDuel. Sign up today. Promo code AWOD. Your current favorite, Denver Nuggets center Nikola Jokic. Uh, other than him, your second favorite, SGA, Shy Gilgis Alexander. How about that? Luka Doncic's third, Giannis fourth. Who would you vote for MVP? I still think it's Nikola Jokic. However, SGA is very intriguing, and I know that the voters are going to want to give it to him. Let's say there's somehow move up to number one in the conference. I see those odds evening out between Jokic and SGA. Overall, though, I think, like I said, the Thunder have a lot of depth, and SGA is the leader of that depth. Nikola Jokic more has to carry the Nuggets a little bit more on his back, at least in my opinion, as SGA has more established weapons overall. So I'm still voting Jokic there. But I'm telling you, Awad, if we see the Thunder solidify in first place in the next month, those odds are going to seesaw and SGA becomes the favorite. It's a voting award, unfortunately. You can follow Justin Fensterman on social media at Fensty Sports. Check him out on Sirius XM. Uh, you know, what's a, uh, an NBA storyline you don't think is getting enough love right now? One NBA storyline that I'm actually going to be following is the Orlando Magic because I think Jamal Mosley has done such a great job. And by the way, if you're looking for coach of the year, maybe a little bit more of a long shot, but look at what he's doing. This Magic team isn't exciting to watch, but they're very strong. 
defensively between Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner's defense alone. It's worth the price of admission. They're 33 and 26. They've also won seven of their last 10. And this is a team that just knows how to slow you down. So I know that right now they're not in the top six. But at the same time, who would have thought that the Magic would be this over 500 at this point in the season? So that's a storyline that I want to continue to watch to see if the Magic can hang in there and maybe even make it to the first round out of the play-in tournament. Justin, always appreciate you joining the show. You know, we haven't talked since All-Star Weekend. My favorite thing that came out of that was the Jalen Brunson podcast with Josh Hart where he revealed during the three-point contest, he heard someone yelling at him, Stop missing, you bum! And he turned around, and it was his dad. <laughs> yeah, you know what, A-Wad? There are videos out there that you should search on the internet where it shows Jalen Brunson training with Rick Brunson, essentially videotaping him and coaching him. Yeah. So he always gave Jalen that tough love, but clearly Jalen appreciates that that's why they migrated to New York together. That was a big selling point as well for Jalen Brunson coming to the Knicks that his father was hired by the team as well. So clearly it might have been tough love, but he used it as motivation because he is one of the best point guards in the league. Yeah, no, it just made me laugh so much. Like, you're in, you know, the three-point contest, All-Star Weekend, and you turn around and it's your dad talking smack. (laughs) No, it's it's crazy, man. And you know what? But that, again, Rick Brunson, he was on teams like the 1999 New York Knicks AC that no one was paying attention to. He was your 12th man on that team so he knows what it's like to be doubted and by the way a I'll say one thing since we always laugh at the Wizards smartest thing they did bringing Jordan Poole in off the bench I think that makes them somewhat dynamic and it just shows Jordan Poole's not even good enough to be a number three guy in this league yeah no he, he's a joke right now and uh, I, I can't believe his comments after they moved into the bench where he, he didn't like it like dude you shot four of 17 you should not be a starter it's just it's stupid for this team and the organization because you're not a part of the future. They're going to try to trade I, him. I would literally AWOD trade him for a bowl of chili from Ben's Chili Bowl right now. I know, right? Especially you get some Fritos with that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you get it. You yeah. get it. Fancy always fun, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much, AWOD. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Available for free on the Odyssey app. Download it today and just search 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. They hear me Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. It's the best app out there for music, play-by-play, and sports talk. It gives you the ability to rewind, pause the show, run some errand, or pick up right where you left off. You can rewind to the sports junkies from 6 to 10 Michael Phillips, MP on the mic from 10 to noon. I'm 12 to 3 before we pass it off to Grant and Danny. We've got Stubb running the ones and twos behind the glass. What's going on, Stubb? hey When was the last time you went out to get fast food? Fast food? Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. You have, you've become one of our uh, newer fast food foodies. Yeah, we I mean, used to I have, have Ryan McBrown. He was obsessed with the McDonald's. He'd come on the air and talk about fast food, and now that's been your job. Yeah, it's only like a weekly trip usually. Yeah. Although yesterday I ended up getting TGI Fridays, uh-huh. a pickup because I was in the station for a while. Yeah. I want the VCU thing. What'd you What'd you eat from TGI Fridays? Got fajitas. 
Ooh, really? Yeah, it wasn't bad. I, I, I had to make them in the office here. Yeah, I do love fajitas. <laughs> it's, it's hard to mess up fajitas, It honestly. is, it is. They had really good guac. I was surprised by TJ Friday's guac options. Yeah, okay. And uh, the chicken was decent, but with some, some peppers and onions and good guac, you can make a good fajita. Yeah, you know, I went to Lucky AF the other day. Uh-huh. Uh, love that spot. I think I think you know I've been trying to find my favorite uh, Asian or Asian fusion restaurant in this area. I think Fat Dragon's still my favorite, but Lucky AF was great. You know what? I was shocked though. The food was great. All right, it's not that it was bad, but the chicken was better than the steak, and that surprised me because most places the steak is better than the chicken. I I've become more. I if I go out, I get chicken related things most of the time it's a burger or something with chicken in it true i never yeah. really go the steak route really no see i i do if i'm if i want to get like a nice a nice dinner i don't have that in me no no <laughs> no no there's, there's ever, not a lot of nice dinners that don't i ever have. treat yourself nicely no, no. I don't. all right well we wanted to get into wendy's and their plan to test surge pricing they recently announced this uh, they would be testing quote dynamic pricing also known as surge pricing, at its restaurants as early as 2025, uh, which would entail them adjusting prices based on demand, time of day, or other factors. That is the lead story here on Dude Food. Dude Food! We're not responsible for the content of this program or anything we say when we're really hungry. Where's my food? Dude, where's my food? The most delicious food you've ever tasted. Yes! How can he piss off a flip-flop? <laughs> loves food. Dude! Food! Now, the Junkies talked about this on Tuesday. Drab T-shirt, Drabby T, executive producer and the assistant program director in D.C., was very against it. Now, I've, oh, been, yeah. I've been to his house. He has a he has a Wendy's within walking distance. He could literally throw a baseball from his window <laughs> and hit the Wendy's. So I know he loves that it's Wendy's. Yeah. He loves the chili. His, his two beautiful twin daughters, they love the chicken nuggies. His wife course, loves the food there too. I'm a big fan of Wendy's. Yeah, it's my right? it's my go-to for burgers. Really, like fast food drive-through. That's my number one. It's a good spot. I've always had a soft spot for the Wendy's chilies. My never had a Wendy's the chili. Wendy's chili. My mom and I really like it. But they received a ton of backlash. Oh yeah, right. There was a lot of serious pushback from customers that has resulted in a statement from the chain to clarify the plan. Here is the official statement from that redheaded stepchild herself. Wendy. <laughs> the the redheaded one, he had two daughters. One was named Wendy and the other was redheaded. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> that's real. I didn't know that. Yeah. And that's why he named it Wendy's? With yeah, a so they each the kind of, daughter? yeah, exactly. Oh, really? Give them both a little. Oh, that's that's yeah, kind of cute. That's kind of cute, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to go to Wendy's anytime soon <laughs> because of that, but here's the official statement from Wendy. All right. Quote, digital menu boards are being added to U.S. company-owned restaurants. This was misconstrued in some media reports as an intent to raise prices when demand is highest at our restaurants. We have no plan to do that and would not raise prices when our customers are visiting us most. Digital menu boards could allow us to change the menu offerings at different times of the day and offer discounts and value offers to our customers more easily, particularly in the slower time of the day. Wendy's has always been about providing high-quality food at a great value, and customers continue can continue to expect that from our brand. Now, I'll say, I wouldn't call it high-quality food. Fresh, <laughs> you know? never frozen. Yeah, right? Is that their <laughs> bit? Um, no, I will say, that statement kind of feels like their plan is to 
not do surge pricing, but to lower prices when they're slow to try to attract more customers. Yeah, I'm not buying it. You're not buying I'm it. I'm not buying oh, it. So you're oh, mad at d- Wendy. I, 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 I doubt that they aren't going to raise it at, at Lunch Rush. Really? They're going to. How much is it right now when you go to Wendy's? Like, you, let's say, like, what will fill you up? I will typically get a five dollar biggie bag, which is apparently you've talked about this biggie bag for months. Yeah, it's dude. six dollars. Well, you get it, it's just a four for four, but it's six dollars instead. Okay. So you get like a small burger, four nuggets, fries, and a drink, mm-hmm. and then I'll also get like a dollar fifty chicken sandwich. Okay. So usually like nine dollars is what I spend. So you're under ten. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. The company plans to spend around twenty million on the new digital menu boards by the end of twenty twenty five. In a statement they shared with. You uh, with today they said that surge pricing can allow Wendy's to be competitive and flexible with pricing, motivate customers to visit and provide them with food they love at great value. Now I will say, I do think it's a good idea to have the digital menu board. Right, it's archaic to have the one where you have to like stand on a ladder and change. Yeah, the prices, it's nice. It's just a right? nice. Yeah, but I do I do worry about how easily they could. Oh, the line's out the door. Let's make it four ninety nine instead of three ninety. Yep, I, I will. For someone like Drab, though, mm-hmm. I think that if he goes out, walks over to Wendy's ten minutes before close, you're gonna get some good deals. Oh, that's a you're good gonna point. get some good like deals. End of the night <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. Like they're about to throw stuff out. Yeah. Well, that's the thing people sleep on is that Wendy's, Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks, McDonald's, even Quiznos. When I was working out, working there. Throw away, throw away a, a ton lot of food, of food. At the end of the night. So if they now have a chance to offer right beforehand, yeah, saying maybe check it, maybe once this goes through, maybe check out 15 minutes before closing Wendy's. Yeah. See, see what the prices look like up there. You know how much bread I used to go home with that was like one day away from molding? Yeah, you know? yeah, I, I, so I know a lot bread. of people like that. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. just kind of what happens. Yeah. So the debate is all over X. If you'd like to chime in, give us a call, 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Several piece people have posted saying, I will no longer be eating at Wendy's. They are very upset. I eat at off hours, Okay. so I think this will benefit me, but I'm ultimately against it for the for the common man. Yeah, I am too, because I just it's a slippery slope. It feels like... Other people are going to start right. doing it. Now, I will say, I am obsessed with... The McDonald's touchscreen for ordering food. Yep. I I know. I ha- I'll be honest with you. I haven't been to McDonald's in probably eight months. I mean, it's been a while. Okay. But when I was living in Arlington, there was one right up the street, and I just love how you can walk in, order yourself, touch the buttons, get the food, and not have to talk to a uh, an employee at all. I, there's something about that I that I really like. Yeah. I I usually just do that, but on my phone. Yeah. I come grab it and I leave. Because I think those you, points. I think you you feel less fat when you don't have someone saying. Would you like to make that an extra large? You know what yeah. I mean? You just, you know, you can spend $18 and feel like whatever. They they don't know what I ordered. You know? <laughs> That's true. I mean, when they when they hand you your bag and it's overflowing with burgers, they might yeah. know a little bit, but That's a good point. It's only so much. What do you want to bring up on Dude Food today? I saw Panera announces biggest menu transformation in brand history. Whoa! Starting <laughs> April 4th of now, this year. I'm pro Panera. Are you Oh, I'm out. You're anti-Panera. Hate Panera. You're, you're AP. The worst portion sizes of any restaurant in Very America. Very true. Very true. And a lot of people like to argue that it's hospital food. I think it's damn good hospital food. When I'm sick, Panera slaps so yes. hard. Yes. In and in a bread bowl, broccoli cheddar, no one else is offering something like that. Yeah. That's a genius creation. And I also think you're sleeping on how good the, the creamy uh, rice white soup is. I think I forget what it's called. Never had it. Yeah, I'm getting my Brock Ched every time. Okay, and then I'm eating the bowl. 
Oh yeah, yeah. That's the best part. When <laughs> yeah, it's soaked you're up with all the, bowl. the juices. Yeah. But like, they they announced like some new sandwiches they're adding. Okay. And this doesn't seem revolutionary. Really hit me with it. We got like a toasted Italiano, which is just like it's it's an Italian sandwich. Yeah, it's a Subway sub. We okay. got a chicken bacon rancher. No, thank like, you. Yeah, it's, I, I love a chicken bacon ranch, but that's not every place has that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, C I A B A T T A. What do you think that is? Ciabatta. Ciabatta. Is that ciabatta? C I. Yeah, it sounds like ciabatta. Cheese steak. Ciabatta cheese steak. Ciabatta cheese steak. Oh, that's me. Yeah, you're in on that. That's me. All right. Because right. their white cheddar cheesesteak, I think, is the best thing on the menu right now. You delete the horseradish and add uh, spicy chipotle sauce. It's amazing. Well, now you got some steak in there. Yeah. And then the last is a tomato basil BLT. Eh, I could not be me. more out on a sandwich than a BLT. Are they adding new soups? I hate, uh, I, they should add more soups or ma- more mac and cheeses. Because that's they're, what they're, they're adding at. bacon mac and cheese. A couple years. Oh, that's good. A so couple years ago, they added like flatbread pizzas. You remember that? Yeah, I'd those are good. Ah. I don't think they're that good. There, there's something. I think that there's like <laughs> enough food there compared to their other yeah, offerings. Yeah, no, the portion That's, size is good for yeah. sure. Uh, but yeah, it's it doesn't do it for me. I can't get like a full meal out of Panera without spending eighteen dollars. Oh, I know. I I literally, I'm ashamed to say, I spent thirty two dollars on there like two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, no, because you go and they have like the oh, you get the two for two for deal. You yeah, get a soup no, you and a can't sandwich. do that because that's no, and then, like, it's not going to fill you up at yeah, all. Yeah, it's like a nine dollar so grilled did, cheese. Right, that I did a bowl of soup. I did a full sandwich. Comes with a bag of chips, whatever, and I got a cookie, and it was like twenty eight dollars. They do make the best damn chips. Really, Panera chips. I think they're what they're like. They're, they're regular. Yeah, they're extra cook. crunchy. They are. Yeah, they're extra that's crunchy. What, that's and they're, a good, they're good for dipping. Oh, oh, in the in the broccoli chad, you dip oh. the chips in. Well, that's yeah. new. No, that's what it's that all about. I do love putting extra items in soup. Like like yeah, you you put the bread in there first, and yes. then you put the chips in there. And you put the chips in. Maybe you throw another slice of chicken in there. I've done that before. Okay, right. Like if I get the steak cheddar, if I get the steak sandwich, and some of the steak falls out of the sandwich, you put I'll, it in your I'll soup. Throw it in the soup. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's like when you get like like Moe's or something, and you eat your burrito over your chips. You got some nachos ready for you at the I end of the meal. I don't think I've done that before, but I have. <laughs> I, I eat a messy burrito. I'm yeah, because you that. let it spill out, but oh, yeah. it spills out. And then I the usually chips. grab a fork, and that's how I no, eat then those it's nachos. Oh, that's. I mean, that's a good point. Right? Yeah, that's a good point. Moe's is just average. Oh, though. I love Moe's. I think uh, Cordoba way better. When you walk into Cordoba, are they welcoming you so so happily and heartily? No. Moe's is like, <laughs> you're the first customer we've had in four hours. Please order something. We're so happy to meet you. Welcome to Moe's. <laughs> love it. All right, if we missed anything on Dude Food, give us a shout. 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back.